And what up, what up? Welcome to Tuesdays with Nick and Cole. It is September 17th. It's good to be back in the studio here. We've got our sports recap, wing review, Loris trivia, go to the week, and then we finish off with some questions, and then we'll talk a little bit about upcoming events in the next week. Kind of give you that Laura Sports Down football with a big win over Benedictine, 42-14, to improving to 1-1 one one on the season. Uh, come out this Saturday, support the football team they take on Coe College. Volleyball upset number 17 in the country, Augsburg. Women, tennis is off to a hot start. They're 7-0 and on the season. And golf, the men's team, they finished fifth in the Midwest Regional Classic out of 37 teams. This is the first time cracking the top 10 in the last year, eight years and the first time cracking the top five in the last 10 years. So watch out for that men's golf team. Uh, their season just got started off. So that's our kind of our lower sports rundown. Watch out. You can go to dohawks.com to look at those different sporting events this week. Uh, but after that, let's just dive into that wing review. So this week we made our way over to Jumpers, which is a sports bar that's in Dubuque, a few minutes away from campus here. Uh, it was all of our first time being there, so it was a good way to start off reviewing the wings. Uh, I'll let Cole take it from here as far as going the, with the scores. Um, myself, I personally did, I mean, the flavor was definitely a little bit better than Great Dane. Not as good as Hilltop, but... To me, I'm again, I said it last week, I'm huge on like the tenderness and the meat falling off the bone. I literally ate these wings and there was plenty of meat that didn't come off. So like I want to enjoy as much chicken as possible. The flavor, I mean, I'll give it a little bit. I gave it a 6.7 again, Um, but I was not, honestly, I didn't really enjoy the wings that much. They were honestly, I hate to say it, typical bar wings. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I actually gave it the highest review of of our group. I gave it a 7.9. I really enjoyed the wings. They were definitely better than Great Dane, in my opinion. The meat didn't come off as quick, but for me, that's not really an important factor. I really factor in how much flavor there is, and it was a very strong flavor that kind of stayed within the wing. It wasn't just slabbered on top with some sauce. Uh, I enjoyed it. Better than average, good wing. Not quite good enough to make it into the eights, though. But, yeah, 7.9 for me. I really struggled with this one. Um, we, I mean, we started off really well with Hilltop. Went to Great Dane. It was all right for me. This one was, was probably my least favorite of the three. Um, like Cole said, the, the meat wasn't the greatest. Um, I, the, the typical bar wing was a pretty good description of it. For me, I think... The, the sauce is what was the key because I was going into it, never never had them before. The Sweet Heat Barbecue sounds like a great name. I thought the sauce was mm. a huge letdown for the name Hype Up. I'm a big creative kind of wing sauce guy and make like little different flavors, and it was just a generic barbecue sauce. So, I don't know. I was disappointed. I gave it a 6.4. I was the lowest number of all of them. I agree. I think it... They, the flavor was kind of like that sweet barbecue at Buffalo Wild Wings. It didn't have that heat. If it would have had a little kick, I think that we probably could have had a different conversation. Um, the ranch was good. I could go off that, but uh, a little bit better than Great Danes. But honestly, that's the upside to those wings for me. I did get an order of sweet potato fries. <laughs> oh came goodness. with maple syrup. 
which we weren't sure what that sauce was. Trent went ahead and dipped in thinking it would be some sort of Asian sauce, and it was maple syrup. But the combination was actually delicious. We all gave that a real high score. So if you're looking to go to Jumpers, I say wings are mediocre if you're going by the group score, but definitely go with the sweet potato fries. Those things were incredible. I mean, I, I honestly had no idea what I was dipping into that. Um, but it was, I mean, it was delicious. Like I've had sweet potato fries and I've had, um, like a marshmallow dipping sauce and I've had some like brown sugar, stuff like that. Um, but the maple syrup was definitely out of the window. I mean, I had no idea it was coming and it was, it was pretty good. Uh, one mm-hmm. thing I will say is, uh, the vibe and kind of the setup they have there. If you're looking to watch college football, uh, NFL, any sporting events, that's definitely a great place to go. Yep, shout out to the Monday Night Shuffleboard Leagues. They're looking for teams. If you're looking for anybody that wants to sign up for that, go ahead and head over to Jumpers and sign up. My girlfriend and I might have to. We went 4-0 yesterday. They did. They got some lucky bounces. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) So uh, let's dive into that Trivia Tuesdays. Throw it at us, Trent. What do you got? Um, I feel like I took it pretty easy on you guys last time. Oh, boy. Um, So I want to turn it up just a little bit. Um, So first question. Who is or was the youngest and longest standing president at Loris College? Okay, I really need to start doing some research before these shows. Um, I got nothing. Um, well, I mean, it's I feel just like hard to research when Jim Collins just does such a good job. I mean, that's a very valid point. I was going to say, I've met a lot of Jims here, so my guess is just going to be Jim. <laughs> the answer is actually Jim Collins. Yeah, let's go. Oh, there we go. Wow. So, I mean, you were kind of close. but I mean, I would, I mean, I would I, be like a 50%. Right? Hey, I said Jim. I think I, mean, I got it there. I guess. I guess that's all right. Um, all right, this is a little sports, sports trivia. How many sports teams does Loris College have? Oh, wow. I can list them off. I should know this. I mean, I want a final number. You don't have okay. to listen to me. But I'm going to, because okay. that's going to help me get a number. So men's and women's soccer, men's and women's golf, men's and women's tennis, wrestling, men's and women's volleyball, men's and women's basketball, women's lacrosse, softball, baseball, men's and women's cross country, men's and women's, men and women's track, I'm going to say I'm like 90% sure there's 24. Just based on like regulations and what I kind of know is what the norm is. Going Men's and women swimming. Sport. You forgot Nick's sports? I can't believe that. I just got it, dude. I just added. I wasn't done. Nick's right. There's 24. Uh, okay. Well, there <laughs> we go. <laughs> uh, do we, we'll have to go back and see what oh, we missed football. later. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Trying to think, missing. I'm gonna get railed after I didn't. I, I forgot know. out well, three sports. I think we're all right. But 24. Yeah, yeah 24. Um, now, what is the oldest building on campus? Hmm. I you know, I'm just gonna go with Kane because I feel like most universities start with their biggest, like grand, their most grand building. But I could be. Wrong. I'm going to visitation. It is not the visitation. And it is not Kane Hall. It is Hennessy. Hmm. Have you guys ever been in Hennessy? Mm-mm. It is a very unique building to be in. Like, you, like, 
have to some classrooms like you have to walk through like a classroom to get to the other classroom. Hmm. The architecture is really interesting. You should go in sometime. I will. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I really like around here is the architecture, and I've been trying to get into as many buildings as I can in between work hours, uh, but that's one I haven't gotten to yet. Okay, last one. <laughs> this one might be a little tricky for you guys. What percentage? Actually, you really should know this as being coaches and recruiting. What percentage of incoming students receive institutional financial aid? Well, I think it's like 99%, isn't it? So it's something pretty high. I second Nick's answer. 99%? Yeah. It's actually 100%. Every single student. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I figured it would be 100, but I, I didn't want to throw that number out there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, okay. Shout out. That's all we have uh, for trivia today. But uh, now we have a new Twitter out um, currently. It's uh, at Tuesdays WNC. Tuesdays with Nick and Cole. You could uh, message us um, some trivia questions. Um, or if you have any questions for uh, Nick and Cole that uh, we'll get to later on in the show, um, you could uh, shoot us a message on there or tweet at us. One thing that just kind of came to mind uh, was when we were talking about that, ac- that architecture uh, was, again, those Dang abbreviations. Uh, Nick and I, he called me the other day <laughs> trying to go to P-card training, and he's like, the ARC. And I'm like, dude, I know where the AWC is. I know the ACC is. I have not heard of what the ARC is. I was like, the American Riven- Rivers Conference? I mean, we're in the ARC. I was like, I don't know what. And then he's like, M-A-R-C? And I, he's like, room 202. And I was like, dude, I do not think there is an ARC on campus. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm walking to P-Card training. I'm going to room 202 in the ARC, which is now the MARC. And I'm walking in there, and it's the library. And I'm like, oh, it can't possibly be in the library. It's a classroom I'm looking for. So I call Cole up, and I say, hey, I'm at the ARC. He goes, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) I was like, what do you mean you don't know what that is? It's one of the main buildings on campus. He goes, the American Rivers Conference? I was like, no. And luckily, one of our friends was walking in. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask him. And he showed me where to go. But yeah, those are abbreviations. Take a campus tour or something with the admissions rep or something. I have. I mean, like, if the abbreviations is what's getting to me. So, like, I'll walk around and I'll know, like, the names. But, like, I guess I didn't put together ARC. But yes, I definitely need to go on tour. To be honest. Well, I knew where I was going. I just I didn't know there was a classroom within the library. That's what that's what confused me. But I need to just explore all the nooks and crannies of this campus because it, it is kind of uniquely designed. Yeah, the MARC is a cool building. A lot of cool study <laughs> spots. I mean, obviously you guys aren't really studying anymore, but if you ever need mm. like a team meeting or something like that, there's a lot of cool spots. Yep. Sweet. Now we'll make our way into that go to the week. Um, let's draw a hat and see what we got. Oh boy. All right, who's your go-to dart player? Who's your goat? Professional dart thrower. So we're going for professional darts. I mean, this one's a no-brainer. If you're giving me the first choice, I'm going to have to go with Phil Taylor. Uh, The man holds the record of most world titles with 16. Uh, He actually won eight in a row from 1995 to 2002 and then just retired this past year in 2018. Um, But, I mean, how how could you say anyone's better than that? I mean, it's... Hands down, we've got an up-and-coming guy, Michael Gruen. Mighty Mike. What an intimidating <laughs> name to start. He just broke Phil Taylor's most professional wins with his 71st win in 2019. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's impressive. He also set the highest average uh, throwing score in a championship with 114 points per throw. 
Yeah, I, I have seen him throw darts before. I think I caught it on like ESPN2 one day. Uh, the guy's impressive. The guy's real impressive, but I think he's got a long way to go before he can consider himself the GOAT over Phil Taylor. Uh, the, the annoying thing is that it, Phil Taylor retired from official competition last year, but he's still active on the exhibition circuit. So it would be great if he could come back and regain his world number one title if he's still capable of doing it. That's the question. I put this in perspective. How hard do you think it would be to throw back-to-back perfect baseball games? Uh, probably impossible. He did. He went back-to-back. He threw two nine-dart finishes in one match in the UK Open quarterfinals. Wow. I mean, That's I think crazy. throwing darts is a little different than throwing a perfect. Nine baseball. darts, perfect. <laughs> Have you try hitting the triple eight or the triple twenties? I believe eight times and then doubling out. Yeah, I know, but. For darts, it's only you. I mean, you playing in a baseball, you yeah, I know. But for baseball, to throw a perfect game, you kind of need the the hitting team to struggle as well, right. which you have no control for. All right, we'll do this. <laughs> How many people have hit eighteen greens in regulation in a golf tournament? Uh, actually, I have no idea. Not many. Yeah, I, I mean, well, almost. I mean, on tour, none. Like very rare. So that, I mean, that's a good throwing two right there, good yeah. nine dart finishes yeah. in the quarterfinals. Yeah, I mean he's definitely the the up and comer, and he's he's on the rise. Can he reach the on the numbers? rise? He beat Taylor's record for most tour wins. Yeah, but seventy. He, he just broke Taylor's won record over sixteen world titles. It's the world titles in my mind that puts him as the goat. Um, yeah, I guess you could argue that he's a little. I don't know. Maybe I guess the argument is that the world of professional darts is actually getting better as a whole, considering that he's throwing such incredible games and still hasn't, and still has only won three world titles compared to Phil's 16. Um, but I don't know darts enough to actually make that claim. I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. Because if you also think, like, I compare that to, like, the NHL, like Wayne Gretzky. Mm. Obviously, one yeah. of the best players in, in, in professional hockey of all time. But, like, even he said, like, people have said, like, if, if, if he came and played in the league now, he would be nowhere near as good as he was, and, like, statistically-wise. So I bet you, like, the game of darts is, has kind of evolutionized and, and changed over, over the years. Sure. I agree. I guess, again, this is kind of like last week, only time will tell, uh, with Mighty Mike on the uprise, <laughs> already breaking one of his records, see if he can kind of catch him on that uh, World Series uh, total of titles. Uh, but, I mean, over the body of work, having already at a young age of broke his total wins on tour, I mean, I don't know if we can have an argument. I guess I guess we'll just have to wait. Well, I will say you're on record saying that he is going to be the GOAT. So years from now, we can look back and see if you were right on this. You're right. Have you guys ever watched an actual I have. darts? It's incredible. It is, yeah. And it is all about – so, one, the announcer is incredible. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then – all the stands, they dress up crazy. They're like picnic benches, and they're just having a great time. <laughs> I could sit there and watch that all day. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to do it. Like, But the announcer, great. Look it up. <laughs> YouTube it. Uh, darts, it's fantastic. All right. Well, I think that brings us to our next segment, and that's going to be questions from the fans. We got some good ones this week, so keep them coming. So uh, the first one was from Alex Kulos, an old teammate of mine, and he said, which grocery store – uh, is better, Costco or Sam's Club? Now, here's the actual debate within that question even is, are they considered grocery stores? 
or are they just all around like convenience stores? Because they sell so much. They sell so much there. There's computers. There's electronics. There's like home decor. There's everything. I mean, obviously, like they have groceries. What makes a grocery store a grocery store these days? Because even like Walmart has like the same things True. as Sam's Club. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't, guess I convenience guess, I don't stores. Know. But let's not necessarily get too off topic. Let's yeah, sure. first start with Costco and Sam's Club. And which ones you go to? Mine's Sam's Club. I haven't. I've only stepped in foot in one Costco, and the only thing that I enjoyed was their Kirkland brand of golf balls. I will say you can make an argument for both. Uh, I've been in both. I've shopped regularly at both. The cons I would say to Sam's Club are that it's affiliated with Walmart, which does have a lot of cons relating to like business ethics. Um, but Costco, you can only find once in a great while. Like when you go move to a city, it's a, the chances are high that there won't be a Costco within that city. Whereas you'll probably find a Sam's Club, which can meet your needs for what you're looking for if you're trying to buy in bulk. Um, I, I would say it, I, I have to lean towards Sam Club, Sam's Club just because of that. Uh, Convenience-wise, I find myself a member there just because I need to buy things in bulk. Especially, I mean, as coaching, uh, if you need something on the road, you're going to run into a Sam's Club more mm -hmm. times than not, um, which is very convenient and definitely helps us out. I yeah. only have one answer for this. It's uh, Costco keeps the cost low, so Costco <laughs> all the way. Yeah, a Costco, great cost and great quality, <laughs> definitely. And I thought I was supposed to be asking the questions. What kind of podcast were you running here? Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, if you want to ask him, you can ask him. No, that one I just wanted to give a shout out to my old teammate. He's the okay. one that sent me that. Okay. All right. Uh, what pro product or service is way more than it needs to be? Price-wise, right? I, I mean, I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. Like, what's overpriced? Right. Okay, so... Instantly, the thing that comes to my mind is, why is healthy foods so much more expensive than crap foods? Like, you walk in, and you let's say we're walking to McDonald's. Why is a salad, like, $8, but you can get a value meal for, like, $4? I mean, that's, to me, number one, if you, I mean, with obesity problems in the United States, all of our healthy food options are way more expensive than our crap food I mean, that's just businesses trying to make more money, I would think, you know? It definitely does come down to ethics. that, yeah. And it's like you cut corners. Cutting corners is cheaper. So, like, if you were to take the cheapest parts of the cow or whatnot and put that into a burger, you're going to make more money. But, but yes, I do think, like, fundamentally that needs to change. We need to figure out a way where we can make it uh, way more affordable to but eat But across healthy. the board, in every place that you go to, not just McDonald's, like, even at grocery stores, it's not like one place has been like, you know what, why don't we offer cheap, healthy options? Like across the board, everything. I understand like business and like that business ethics for McDonald's could be nextly skewed, but across the board, healthy options are more expensive. I mean, also the cheaper foods are a lot cheaper to make. Like they're more mass produced and stuff like that. Like fresh produce is a lot harder to get because you have to ship it and then it right. takes time and that takes um, and the, turnover. the pesticides and yeah. all that stuff. Like. You know, I mean, that's just one of the big differences, too. And in general, the bad food actually sells more. Like, junk food, just it's just going to sell more than healthy food at this point in time. Um, and that could end up being kind of a loop where it's because it's cheaper. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know that if you eat a lot of salt, you crave salty foods, and same with sugar. So, it's kind of like one of those things where once you go down that rabbit hole, you're kind of stuck. And breaking that pattern usually takes a few weeks, and people aren't just aren't willing to do that. 
which is unfortunate. Right. Um, Enough about mine. What's yours? <laughs> I would say the first thing that comes to mind is a foam roller. I mean, those things are like $20 and legitimately is foam. It is a cylinder of foam a lot of the times. I mean, there's expensive, there's higher quality ones, but I'm talking about like the basic foam roller. You go and that's like $20 at a sporting goods store and really probably makes, takes five cents to make maybe. Uh, but that always pissed me off. It's like, give me, give me a foam roller for like $2. That, that would make sense. I, I mean, I agree. Um, it's crazy that $20. And then, I mean, back to that business side of things. Uh, but have you looked into make, making your own? No, that's a very good question. <laughs> I should I should do that, though. I'll look into making a mold. I don't really know how to, well, I mean, like, how to do that. But. I'm sure, like, you're telling me that, like, Menards or something like that, that has, like, a longer that you couldn't just cut in half and then possibly, like, make a couple of your own? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, maybe if I were to just go buy, like, foam cylinders. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's not a bad idea. I might go do that and then tell everyone else to do that <laughs> and avoid boy, boycott the foam roller market. <laughs> Uh, okay, next question. Trent, no, which... I mean, no, I really, I'm trying to think of like the one thing, and I just don't have any. Like, did you guys have any backups that like you wanted to say but didn't say? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking maybe like water, like water uh, should be yeah. like free. You know what I mean? But I understand why it's not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm really, I'm just struggling thinking, trying to think of one. No, yeah. mine would be uh, value kind of golf balls. Of like, mm. to be honest, uh, there is a little bit of a difference, but uh, it's when you get to a certain level of, of play and like in your game that some people that they value golf balls that it honestly wouldn't make necessarily a difference and they should probably go with the cheaper route because that ball actually suits them better mm -hmm. than actually going that brand name. Like me, like I don't need a Pro V1 or anything. Right. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, but I mean like you'd be surprised that the overprice for the amount of like skill level that some people do would be kind of that product or service that's over the price that they need. Yeah. I've noticed that definitely when I'm playing with people that are not good and they're playing with a pro V1, I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what fad or trend have you not been able to understand here at Loris? That's a really good question. Um, you know, for the most part, there aren't a lot of crazy fads and trends here, but one thing that I did notice is, the earpods is Air, that what they're AirPods? called airpods yeah airpods it's like everyone's walking around with airpods in it's like all right take them out enjoy nature talk with some people you don't need to have something playing in your ear 24 7 so i just personally don't understand that i think that's honestly more of a generational thing than it might be a loris thing yeah that's um, true but i agree i've noticed that a little bit um but i don't know Enlighten us on a little bit. Are there any like trends or any like things that maybe different sports teams did or that anybody on campus like at other things at other universities? It's like you got to rub like at Millican, there's like rub the M for good luck, or at other universities at like Notre Dame, like the football team has that ritual where they slap the play like a champion sign. I mean, I could only talk to kind of talk about the football team just because I was on the team for a while. Um, and we always used to as we walked up to the rock bowl rub the the duhawk's beak I, we always used to touch touch the beak i mean is that a long-standing tradition probably not just because the duhawk plaza is relatively new in history terms um but i mean campus-wide i don't really think there's anything like that um that i could think off the top of my head 
I bet you some of your listeners out there are yelling at them at the radio right now and saying, hey, come on, this has been such a tradition. How do you not know this? But again, we're new, so just bear with us here. Hey, and, and tweet at us if, yeah, you, if yeah. you think of one of those things and um, you're, you really want to get that out there, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, embracing that Laura's culture and giving us that tradition. All right. Um, what are some examples of small changes that can make a big difference in a life of a student? I will say that probably the time in between your classes, utilizing the time in between your classes is going to make a big difference. It's a small change. A lot of times people will just play video games or nap. Um, and in, when in reality, that time can really be used to knock out some homework, some do some studying so that your nights just really aren't cramped uh, like they typically feel like they are. So I think small change, big difference there. Also, waking up a little bit earlier uh, mm -hmm. and not rolling out of bed and getting to class. Uh, I understand if you got like an ADM, 8 a.m., I could understand that. But if you don't start class until 10 o'clock and you're rolling out of bed at 9.30, 9.45, no. That, I mean, that needs to change. That is probably two hours, an hour at least, of something that you can get done. Uh, and then also uh, with you, uh, planning ahead of, of time, uh, mm -hmm. getting that schoolwork done. I know for like student athletes, uh, waiting last minute uh, kind of can make that difference. Uh, one thing that I preach kind of as a coach is having that conversation day one with those faculty and staff to kind of help ease the tension if they do have to, for whatever reason, miss like a class. Uh, having those communications with those professors, even if you're not a student athlete, uh, I mean, that's what they're here to do. They're here to help you. So making those relationships with the professors uh, is probably one of the biggest things I would say. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that 100%. Um, my other thing is is really, and maybe small campus space, but Laura's space in specific for me, um, when you're walking through campus or anything, like, just say, like, when you walk past somebody, just say hi or say, hey, how's it going? Um, or even, like, at the smallest, like, just give them a smile. I think that's one of the things that Laura's students do really well on campus already. Mm -hmm. But it's, like... Even like you say, hey, what's up to a, a random student? I'm, I mean, I'm talking as a student and you say hi to another student. Um, like you could come up to them or you could have class with them in the next semester and have a group project. And you kind of already have that connection um, that was built, even though it was so small. Um, but that's something that's, I think, really easy to do. And a lot of Laura's students do well on campus. Mm -hmm. Also, one last thing I would like to say is that you should pay attention in chemistry class. You never know when you're going to be a pool operator <laughs> and you have to balance chemicals uh, with calculations that you learned in chemistry. Um, so shout out to the pool operator certification class I just took. That actually was a lot of fun. Learned a lot. I'm officially pool operator certified now. And one thing I did find out was we have the best pool filter in the game. Super rare. We have it. Cool, probably the cleanest pool in, uh, I don't want to claim Iowa, but <laughs> within this area, definitely. Congratulations on that certification. <laughs> Thanks. All right, last question. Um, this could turn into a little debate. Um, is it possible to rate something 10 out of 10, and what would it be? So, mm, I mean, being honestly realistic, my grandma's butterscotch pie, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Shout out, Grandma Donna, Butterscotch Pie, 10 out of 10. But the key thing is, to be honest, with it being like a 10 out of 10, uh, 
there have been some that are better than others, but like it varies. But like the re- the way that you have it out of like ten out of ten, we only have it on birthdays. So I think that like mm. having the excitement of it being a birthday plus it tasting as good as it does gives it that ten out of ten. Interesting formula. So if you were to look at it mathematically, <laughs> it would be like a nine out of ten plus birthday magic equals a ten out of ten. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really understanding <laughs> your math there. Um, but I don't want to th- bash your grandma either. I, mean, I, I think it gets really better. I think it gets better with like an event. Yeah, like, yeah. If I were just like, that's have, an interesting take. Yeah. Like, I think a ten out of a ten has to come to get that reach that ten mm-hmm. has to come with a different event. Like, if I'm going to just have a wing review, then if I would just go there for wings, that'd be different than me going to possibly a wing fest and having the event and finding a, t- a 10 out of 10 because you had so many different wings. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. So if you were to, like, go to something and you have a great time and you experience something that you think normally would be a 9 out of 10, but you're having such a good time, you swear that it's a 10 out of 10, and then sometimes you go back and it's not that event and you try the same thing and you're like, oh, maybe this isn't as good as I remember. So in my head, that kind of equates to like a mythical 10. Like a mythical 10 kind of exists, but I think uh, an actual 10 is impossible because it's perfection and I don't think that that can be reached. The only thing I think you could get a 10 out of 10, I mean, I agree with what you guys are saying. I don't think food can get to a 10 out of 10. The only thing, an ice cold glass of water. I mean, how can you, you, I mean, to a point, there's literally nothing you could do to that ice cold glass of water to make it better. Wow. That is actually a very valid point. Like you can't I mean, the add, quality like, of the water. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not saying you can't rate water, but like at some point there has to be a limit to how good that water is. I mean, right. but then again, it comes right. to an event of when you're drinking that water. Yeah, because if you're not just gonna, thirsty. if you're just super thirsty, it's gonna be a lot better than if you're not thirsty. It's the same glass of water. Yeah, but that's, I mean, but again, but it's still the the that glass of water is not changing. Right, it's it doesn't still change. That same thing, but, but it's still, sure, as so, best sure. as it could be. Right, but you would rate it different on day to day if you were to have it when you're super yeah. thirsty versus when you're not. I do agree with Cole. So on therefore, this. the event has to have some influence on having a perfect ten. Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess. But still, I mean, on ice cold glass of water? Right. On a hot summer day, is better. it's the exact same. If you pull it out of your fridge, make it on a hot day, it's going to taste better, and it's going to be a 10 out of 10 versus you're sitting, you just come in out of a freezing rain, and you have a cold <laughs> glass of water. That's the same glass of water, but it's not going to taste as good. <laughs> That's a very valid point. Touche. Touche. <laughs> so I guess, uh, you know, audience out there, think, think about it. Let us know what you think. Tweet at us. That's definitely a good debate topic. And then some uh, events to look out for uh, this weekend is that Loris College Family Weekend. Uh, it's a great, fun, event-packed weekend. Take a look. Some of those events, uh, the Legacy Reception, a magician, Trig Watson will be here on campus, the Chilling Grill, Family Weekend Eucharist, and the Pancake Breakfast. Uh, look at some of those other events. Those are just some. Uh, take a look again at the Loris website, and there's plenty of different events you can get involved in. I think that wraps it up. It was another good week here. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, and then we're also on Twitter at TuesdaysWNC. Thanks for listening in with Tuesdays with Nick and Cole. Drop that five-star review.